Welcome to Highland Objects, podcasts that take you on a cultural tour of the Highlands and Islands of Scotland. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Highland Objects or visit the website highlandobjects.wordpress.com. Podcast 4 Van Donald Genealogical Chart. My name's Katrina Davidson, I'm the curator at Glencoe Folk Museum and today I'm going to be telling you a little bit about our Clan Donald genealogy chart or to give it its full name, a genealogical tree of the potent and independent sovereigns, Lords of the Isles and Earls of Ross with their illustrious descendants from the 10th century to the year 1814. First I'll tell you a little bit about our museum. So Glencoe Folk Museum is housed in two traditional heather thatched croft cottages from the 18th century. We were founded in 1967 by a group of local women and our collection focuses mostly on the day-to-day lives and work of the people of Glencoe in the surrounding area, although of course we also have extensive information about the infamous massacre of Glencoe in 1692 and the Jacobite uprisings which followed. So back to the chart. Compiled in 1814 by John Brown, who was the genealogist to the Prince of Wales, It's a beautifully written and illustrated family tree depicting both the ancient kings of Scotland down to Robert the Bruce and also the Lords of the Isles. It's obviously been really thoroughly researched. Um, John Brown does actually include an extensive list of the sources and books that he used and each name featured on the tree um, also includes a short fact about that person. For example, how they died, um, who they married... Um, a little something about their nature, what kind of ruler they were, that kind of thing. Other information is also depicted by images. For example, a crown above a name represents a sovereign prince. Hands, shaking hands, show a marriage between branches and the baton sinister denotes illegitimacy. Now remember that because we're going to be coming back to that later on. So at the very base of the tree in the trunk is Crinan. He was Thane of Dull in the Western Isles and is basically the link between the Scottish kings and the Lords of the Isles. Crinan married Princess Bayhawk, or Beatrix, who was the daughter of King Malcolm II, and it's here where the tree breaks into its two main branches. One follows the older son, um, Duncan, and his descendants, who were the House of Dunkeld, or Canmore. The other branch follows the other son, Donald. This leads to Summerled, um, the Lords of the Isles, and eventually splits into the various branches of Clan Donald. So those are some famous names that I've mentioned already. And in fact, this tree does feature some of the most significant figures in Scottish history. Crinan's oldest son, Duncan, was King Duncan I, who is perhaps most famous for featuring in Shakespeare's Macbeth. His entry on the tree reads, He was a mild, good and virtuous prince, but was traitorously murdered by his cousin Macbeth in the castle of Forest in the sixth year of his reign. Duncan's son was Malcolm Canmore. Him and his wife, St Margaret, both feature... Um, Robert the Bruce, obviously Scotland's most famous king, he also appears. He was a descendant of Duncan's grandson, King David I, or St David. On the Donald side, I've already mentioned Summerled. He was the half-Celtic, half-Norse warrior who is remembered for breaking the Norse hold on parts of Western Scotland and the Hebrides, and also for creating his own kingdom, which became the Lordship of the Isles and remains in, remained independent from Scottish rule until 1493. His grandson is Donald, who gave his name to Clan Donald. Also featured on this side is Angus Moore, 
who provided safe refuge for Robert the Bruce during the wars of Scottish independence after Bruce murdered John Common, his rival to the throne. McKeon's also here, Alexander MacDonald. He was the 12th chief of the MacDonalds of Glencoe, who was murdered during the massacre of Glencoe. Flora MacDonald is here as well, probably one of the most well-known MacDonalds of all time. And I'll read out her entry for you. It says, This lady is famous for the protection she afforded to Prince Charles after his defeat at Culloden. I think what's really interesting about this tree is we often see other trees depicting the royal line. John Brown himself, who created this tree, he had actually previously compiled one which was simply the royal family of Scotland. But what I think is really significant about this tree is that it actually acknowledges the independence of the Lords of the Isles alongside the royal line, and in doing so it holds them almost the same importance as the kings of Scotland. It's a little bit difficult to gauge exactly how accurate our chart is, however. There are some names or family relationships that aren't quite consistent with what we know from other sources. And if you look closely, there's also some evidence that all is maybe not as it seems. So the Batten Sinister, which I mentioned previously as denoting illegitimacy, appears across two of the main branches of Clan Donald, the MacDonalds of Sleet and Clan Ranald. So to understand the significance of this, you really have to be aware of what was happening within Clan Donald at this point in history. So in the early 1800s, the three main branches of Clan Donald, which was Sleet, Clan Ranald and the MacDonalds of Glengarry, were fighting over their claims to the, the kind of overall chiefship of Clan Donald. And yet here our chart seems to suggest that actually Glengarry had the only legitimate claim. Interestingly, John Brown actually accused Glengarry of removing his original plate from the engravers and making his own changes, presumably in order to raise the significance of his own family over the other MacDonald branches. So with this in mind, the chart's perhaps not a fully accurate historical record of Clan Donald, but it's still really significant in the context of, um, as I said, what was going on in that period in history. And I think that really gives us a bit of a glimpse into how the clan, the divisions within the clan and also the power struggles that were at play following the forfeiture of the Lordship of the Isles um, right up until the 19th century and beyond. And this, to me, is just absolutely fascinating and something that I definitely want to research more. Unfortunately, we don't have records of how or when the chart was donated to the museum. Um, it's just the nature of how the museum was founded. Um, a lot of records weren't kept, uh, documentation was lost. Um, however, the museum did have very close ties to Clan Donald in its early days through a lady called Jean MacDonald Clark. She was a direct descendant of McKeon and the Glencoe chiefs and also the museum's first patron. Many of our most significant Jacobite and MacDonald objects came to us through her, including a Bible which belonged to the Glencoe chiefs and also a chair which reputedly belonged to Bonnie Prince Charlie. So it's very possible that that's how we acquired this family tree as well, particularly if it had been owned by a Donald family. I know of two others in existence. Uh, one was bought at auction by a private collector a few years ago and the other is held in the National Records of Scotland. But it's very likely that there are others and obviously we'd be really interested to hear about them if there are. It would have been printed from an engraved lithograph plate and then coloured by hand. And photos that I've seen of other existing copies show that it was actually quite colourful originally. Each of the nameplates was yellow, uh, the crowns were a bright red and the leaves and vines were green. But unfortunately the colours in ours have faded over time, likely from exposure to light. The chart was also really badly damaged by smoke and water 
1984 when an arsonist actually set fire to our thatched roof. Following that, it underwent conservation in 1993, and at this time it was restored to the condition that it's in today. It was also framed and sealed to prevent damage from fluctuations in environmental conditions and is now protected by UV film in order to avoid further fading. The tree has been on display in the museum since its restoration, but due to its size, it's been really high up on the wall. Unfortunately, not actually accessible to visitors, though we're often asked if they can see it closer or if we have digital copies that people can look at. This year we decided we would bring it down to ground level in our main building as part of a new Clan Donald display and obviously due to circumstances we've not actually been able to open so that people can come and visit it but it will remain there for the foreseeable future to give people a chance to come along because it's just such an incredible object and we've been posting small sections of it online as a kind of sneak peek so that people can have a wee glimpse but it just doesn't compare to actually seeing it in the flesh, you know, actually seeing the size of it and the intricate details and how beautifully illustrated it is. So um, we really can't wait for people to actually be able to come and see it for themselves. Highland Objects is brought to you by Expo North Heritage, which is supported by Museums and Heritage Highland, Museums Gallery Scotland, Creative Scotland, Highlands and Islands Enterprise and Historic Environment Scotland.